Hi, I'm Danny Belvin. And I'm Danica Brown. And we're biracial unicorns. And it is always hot girl summer. No, seriously, I'm hot. It is miserable. Yeah, I mean, that's the general feeling, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, how many days have we had over 100 already? This is insanity. That's and see, And you're in New Mexico. In Washington, we're projected to be 106 this weekend. And it's going to be that way. And, but we're not. It's like living in England all over again. We can't sustain that. Got to get used to it. Climate change. Come on, Washington. <laughs> right. Get, get on board. <laughs> For a place that's supposed to be pro- progressively green. We're also not. We're not helping. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember can't remember the years, but my husband was talking about like 15 years or 10 years we're going to be Tucson and then like another 10 years or something, 50 years total we're going to be El Paso. Like oh. the the climate shift is happening and there is nothing we can do about it. So awesome. Yep. So another reason why I want to get fit, not because I want to fit. I can't. I'm serious. Like, girl, I can. Being a bigger girl in the heat is not the tea. Girl, it's also just like, I'm just a naturally sweaty person. Mm. When I was 100 pounds, I was still sweaty. So I I think there's just some of us are like, I think it's because I am designed to handle the heat. But unfortunately, it's not the socially acceptable way to handle <laughs> I've tried. I've tried with natural deodorants, and they disagree with me. They reject. They reject me. They were great for like an hour. Yeah. Solid. I back that wholly and solely. But girl, I can't ruin too many more shirts. That's, that's fair. I can't, I can't pit out too many more shirts. But speaking of hot takes. Yes. Today, <laughs> Today is a, is a hot take. It is something we haven't done before. Yes. Today, we are combining both an interview and a unicorns at the movies. Yeah, da, 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 double feature. Yes. <laughs> and we're a little out of practice on people as mm. per usual for COVID, mm-hmm. I feel like. But it's been a while since we've had someone... In the digital recording studio. That's true. We weren't used to company. So we were, but it will help because we don't have a stranger coming in today. Mm. If you have listened to the show at any length whatsoever, you will know that we are big, big fans of our guest today. Yes, it's true. Mm. You've heard her brand at the end of this show. Um, (laughs) Today we have joining us a Jesse Smith. Of yeah. So Smith Photography. Ba, ba, ba. I'm so excited. She, uh, she, the reason specifically we wanted Jessie for the show, not just because she's amazing and talented and a fellow unicorn. She has this amazing self-story of her own racial identity, which really mm. coincides with our movie today, Little White Lies, a documentary of Lacey Schwartz. Yes. So uh, we talked about this documentary briefly um, in our introduction of this month's toolkit. But this documentary was written, directed, produced by Lacey Schwartz. And it's very much a personal story, uh, her own story of growing up as a Jewish white girl in Woodstock, New York, who was always told that she was just dark skinned because of some Sicilian blood. And it it turns out that uh, she 
she is not just a Jewish girl. She is also half black. Exactly. So we watch the uncovering of her of her mom and her dad between their separation, their divorce, mom's infidelity, and her finding her own racial identity. Hearing this story, it, it, I couldn't help but reach out to Jesse, who is adopted by a very strong, traditional, conservative Jewish family, and talking about her experiences with her own racial identity within that realm. Jessie, on top of having this amazing story, she is a Chicago native. She is an attendant at Ohio University. She's also part of the military family as well. She's internationally published photographer. She is a fierce mom of three, an active advocate for LGBTQ brethren. Uh, she's a theater kid, will travel for photography, by the way. <laughs> and I, and she's a, a powerhouse, and we can't wait for you all to hear her thoughts and takes on the movie today. So we're letting someone in the movie theater. We're all sharing snacks. We're all sneaking them in. We're all vaccinated. It's cool. Yeah, we're all vaccinated online. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're not actually in person. In person. (laughs) Spanning three time zones. Exactly, exactly. But it will be completely worth it. So uh, if you haven't watched the film, I watched it on Amazon. Though you can rent it on YouTube, I think. Okay. So if you're totally off the Amazon bandwagon, you should be able to still still get it. Yeah, that was actually a really good take because I couldn't, I didn't know anywhere else where you can possibly get it. Well, outside of YouTube. But yeah, that is, yeah. So please, I mean, it's an hour, seven minutes. So it's not a long watch. So I really do suggest watching it and kind of following along with us. And as per usual, spoilers ahead. So if oh. you are planning on watching it, watch it and then come back and join us and jesse perfect thanks danny that was perfect all right so without further ado we're gonna bring in jesse all right i think you've waited long enough everyone welcome the jesse smith yeah how can something so sporty be so applicable to all? To all it's the headband. It's yes! the headband. You all don't know how very sporty our guest looks right now, but that's she's a chameleon. She does. She knows all things. Mm-mm. This yeah. is a mistake. <laughs> this is an accident. <laughs> a lovely accident. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I have low key been looking for any excuse to get you on the mic, and this stop. was so so perfect. Uh, anyway, big fan. Uh, oh. Stop. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Thank you. I'm like obviously I've been a big fan of yours for like years. You're like years, really? Gosh, it's been crazy. I remember when you started the pod, you're like, I'm going to start a podcast. And we're like, yeah, that's what's up. And now here we are, like down the line, so many years down later. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited and honored. Thanks. Yeah, we were so glad to have you. And we, we decided to kind of do something new for us and kind of stack a movie review alongside an interview because we felt like there are just so many parallels yes. between your lived experience and the experience we see in this documentary. Uh, so we're hoping agree. to talk a little bit about that. But before we get too deep into that, uh, I just want to throw out there first impressions. What, what did both of you ladies think of this documentary just 
off the bat. Guests first. (laughs) Well, okay. So I watched it yesterday morning and I immediately messaged Amika and I was like, I'm watching it. Not even, I didn't even make it to the opening credits before like tears started flowing. And I was like, well, this is my life. And then, and then I made my husband watch it with me later that night. Cause I was like, I would love to hear your input. So like, yeah. But I thought it was very interesting. Ugh, so many thoughts. And I just, okay, I can't. I just, I, I don't, Damika, go. I can't. I have thoughts, but I, yeah. I just want to hear what you guys think as some people who are from outside the religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, what, what's crazy is that Danny and I did an episode about adoption. And while uh, doing the episode, I was telling Danny how we did this in order to shed light upon what does it look like to have like multiracial, interracial adoption. And the more I researched, the more, my gosh, the parallels between those who are mixed and those who are Mm. adopted were were so interchangeable. And there's nothing I had really looked into. And I felt such a, a connection and love and a depth. And like that, that empathy for people who were adopted in a way that I hadn't before. So I'm glad we did that because watching this, this, this story, it's, it feels like a lifetime movie, like a work of fiction. Mm-hmm. And Danny and I read a lot of books for yes. this fiction and nonfiction, and it reads like a fiction story. And I think sometimes people can think these things don't happen, right? Yeah. Um, we'll give a little, uh, 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 and it, they do, they, they do really do when you're watching the impact of people's life. So for the, for my first impression was, wow, this, this is people's reality. And I think that's what it was. It was like you said, it was interesting of like, these are people's reality. I think I, I have a hard time with my identity, you know, yikes. <laughs> what did, what did you yikes think? Yikes on bikes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with everything. And I think for me, What I found really interesting to go back to what feels like the mantra of the show is just even though it wasn't my story, like I could find things that really I could relate to within her journey. And even though it is so ultra specific because it's so much about like her experience as a Jewish girl and woman and her experience is like not knowing her racial background or having that connection to the culture. I felt like I could relate to so much of all of her experience throughout mm-hmm. and seeing that change over time. And I think for lots of lots of people in general, but I, I would wager for most mixed people, like this idea of leaving home and reinventing yourself and fi- mm-hmm. trying to find yes. where you fit in the world as you get older is mm-hmm. so resonant. Oh, the growth, the yeah. growth that happens when you leave the nest. Exactly. Like, both, exactly. both my husband and I, he, this, I would say very similar, a very similar story. I watched Lacey and I'm like, God, that's like, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's, that's what happened to me. But how, how much more fortunate I am to be adopted instead of not knowing Mm. or, and instead of having my parents divorce be solely because, well, of not because of me, but possibly because of, you know, how I came to be is that's like a way heavier than like, thank goodness I was just adopted is all I have to say. Like, that's just (laughs) so much. That's so much more than I ever had to deal with. 
Yeah. I keep going back to one line she said, which was like something along the lines of people telling her that someone must be lying to her. And then it turned out somebody I- was lying to her. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that kind of resonated with me because that was something I heard a lot growing up mm. was that someone must be lying to me for me to look the way that I am, mm. which is not not the case for me. <laughs> but- That's so funny because as, as an adult, like looking at Lacey as an adult, I looked at her and I was like, she could be a light-skinned Black woman. But you know what? I have a lot of Jewish friends with that curl yeah. pattern. Yeah. She could be freaking Israeli. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's a crazy thing. She She's like convincing yourself you're like your parents. So she said something along that lines of like, and the thing with her, like, unlike being adopted, she was her mother's child. Right. And yeah. so there are things like there are some slight features that they do have in common. Yes. Yeah. And once, even with the father character bringing in, well, we have the Sicilian darker person there and i they showed the picture i'm like right i would buy that so i yeah. even had the, the a question on here she said something about i didn't know i was passing and par- probably like part of me is like girl is that passing if right. you did not know you were black to begin with well the, here's the thing i we were watching i was watching the second time with my husband and they show her her baby picture and he goes jessica that is a black baby yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, right. But as an adult, like, but as a baby, I didn't look how I looked. I looked, I looked Asian. I did not look Hispanic. So yeah. who's to say that that she just wasn't darker? And who am I to judge? But then again, I have this very strange. You don't want to say you don't see color, but like I forget that I'm brown because I was raised by white people. So. I, it's no, and and I think that's totally reasonable. I don't think that's unusual. I know what I look like, but sometimes within a context, I forget. I forget, mm, I yeah. forget. or just that it's not that even the the contrast, the the dramaticness of the contrast. Sometimes mm. I think that's why this movie was so on point with this topic about identity and perception yeah she yeah. was treated like a white girl she had a you know you know there or was that her bat mitzvah saying an ethiopian uh, yeah, jew an ethiopian here. jew yeah. yeah and to her just be like but we're so happy and just the weirdness of it how would they treat her if that was actually the case you know it was this whole perception her not putting any kind of ethnicity on any kind of school admissions like this is how she led her life how she her relationships with her and her cousins being in woodstock new york like she just was that's why i'm saying i don't even think the word passing she wasn't trying to pass off anything no in her mind she was white yeah yeah i agree there were a lot of parts of this story that I wish had gone more mm-hmm. in depth that I was really interested in hearing more of the mm-hmm. nuance. And while while we're saying that she was treated like she was white, like I wonder how much of that is actually the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is that like her her interpretation of that history? Because I I feel like even with the explanation, like it would be a hard thing to completely accept especially when she went back and interviewed you know family members and friends as adults and they were like oh yeah i totally knew not everyone but a fair amount of them was like the the older ones Mm -hmm. they pissed me off 
yeah. All the family made me mad. All but like Emily was like, yeah, we figured, <laughs> oh, and when we met your biological dad, we figured he was actually your biological dad. And we never yeah. said anything. Ooh, and the like, side eye that they were giving her mom at the funeral. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, oh, my word. That's the thing. So it is oh, heavens. I really struggled with the with her interviewing her family. I think the older generation, because I think they knew and it was for them, their, their silence and not talking about the importance of that and knowing that every time they had a family gathering, that was probably the point of the conversation in the car ride home. Yeah. And for the cousins, the people who are more so her age, when she would say, did you, did you know, or did you have any idea? They're like, well, no, I don't see that. I don't, I don't think color's important. I was like, that's a t- <laughs> I was like, why are we talking to them? I want to talk yeah. to your dad. I want to no, talk but to him. like if I asked my cousins, and maybe this is different. Maybe this is because I of the adoption. I don't think they would look at me and say, "Well, yeah, you're Hispanic." Mm-hmm. I'm, and I don't think if you asked my brother, he would be like, "You're Hispanic." No, to him, I'm Jessica. I'm his Jewish sister, even though I'm like the the worst worst jew in the world you know like i am so far from jew i'm jewish i'm not like but if you ask them i'm a jew i'm not i'm not latina i'm white mm. i'm sure mm. Mm. i know we should have started the episode with asking the question we ask everybody yes we Repro- should oh, have. yeah yeah we should ask that so what are you <sighs> that is a great question <laughs> And um, so I am, I, I am so privileged to know the answer to this now. Mm. I am Guatemalan and Lipan Apache. So I am brown on brown. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Have you experienced people asking you that question? All the time. All the time. But I didn't know for a while, so it was just easy to be like, I'm adopted. I don't know. Or, you know, for uh, for most of my life, I knew I was at least part Guatemalan. At least that was the story that I was told. So I would say I'm adopted, but I think I'm part Guatemalan. And that's usually gets people off my back. But now I know for like a fact thank you ancestry.com that i'm also like first nations of like like the lipan apache tribe of texas so that's pretty neat i need to learn more about that yeah yeah how do you how do you reconcile like knowing that with your own upbringing did you always know that you were adopted yes so yes i always have known i was adopted both my brother and i are adopted and we've always known growing up that we were there were there were these books there was these weird books that our parents read to us i remember one vividly and i was talking to my therapist about it this morning is cuz you know anxiety of like coming in like talking you guys and you know mental health check-in before major like thing and I was telling her about these books and there's one and it literally was this is all I remember from it but there is a, a cartoon image of a gumball machine and there were like cartoon babies in these like 
plastic gumballs. Oh, know about this. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and then no. it was like, and then it was like, did I come from a gumball machine? No, we chose you. It was super corny, super cringe. Oh my goodness. But like, this was like the stuff that like we were told from, from birth, just because it was so obvious that at least I wasn't my parents' child. And uh, at least my brother, he he could he was more passing, mm. but yeah, and like for birth announcements, and because we had them instead of like you know our baby was born, it was you know we adopted a child today. She was born on blah 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 at this time and this day. So like they weren't even there at my birth. They found out about me on an answering machine message after wow. they got home from the Fourth of July parade. <laughs> so oh, you just dated that yeah. Just, yeah did they also have music on the background of the I, answering machine i don't know maybe i'm sure so you are adopted by jewish parents yes very traditional yes from for very traditional jewish parents grow up in this community go off to college and you're you're in this identity of i'm jewish i know i uh, maybe you look different but I'm Jewish and that's how, would you say that's how you identified going into college? Okay. So yes, like to an extreme. So mm. the summer before college, I spent in Israel because that's what every good Jewish girl does. You know, we save up from our bat mitzvah throughout uh, high school to go to Israel. So I went with a, a youth group and we spent four weeks in Israel. And then we also did a tour of Poland, you know, and the concentration camps wow. to learn where we came from. Wow. And then, so I spent the entire summer overseas with Jews learning about the history, you know, in Israel on a kibbutz. Like that is how I spent, you know, the summer. I turned 18 on this trip, right? While we were there, there was like a bombing in Tel Aviv. Like that's what I did prior to university. And then coming into university, girls are still talking about prom. Mm. And I'm just like, well, I'm A, so much more worldly and B, so <laughs> Jewish. And it rubbed people the wrong way, like mm. really the wrong way. And then I didn't look like a nice white girl. Jewish girl from the Chicago suburbs, you know, I, so then I got treated differently and, and that was my first real experience in, in the real world in a predominantly mm. white community where people didn't know my story and I wasn't protected by very small community and um. it's scary. So how did you, or did you find your place in that world during that time? So luckily, I went to a pretty liberal university uh, in Ohio, and I was in the music program. So like, luckily, music kids are just, we all know the band get geeks. Like, I am a band nerd. I'm a proud band nerd. I was a marching band, right? And you know, like, band kids and theater geeks are accepting of everybody so it didn't really matter there yeah. and I lucked out that way but I'm trying to think I know I made friends through I went to like the Jewish fraternity on 
campus and I made friends with like a lot of the boys through like AE Pi, which is the Jewish fraternity, but that's because they were from like our hometown area. And I could be like, hey, I'm from Highland Park. And they'd be like, she's cool. You know, and it's like, (laughs) I'm one of the like, even if I wasn't Jewish, like I'm from Highland Park, I was raised in that sweet little bubble of conservative Jews in the North Shore of Chicago. And I was fine. I was one of them again, because it was great. But yeah, outside of that, there is not very strange experience. I can imagine. So, and you met your your hubby, yeah, soon to be hubby in college, mm-hmm. and he he gave his life to the military. Did after, as, yeah, yeah, after graduation, he gave his life to the military because <laughs> that's just what you do. It's what you do, when, and yeah, you started traveling. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then we traveled. We our first duty station so happened to be north of Venice, Italy. So lucked out there. And military wives are, you learn fast how to make friendships. You learn really fast how to weed out who are your people, who are not your people, who you align your values with, who you align your parenting with. Like Mm -hmm. that's, we moved there with an 18 month old. So how was it being a mom and then literally uh, the little last bit of comfort that you had of being in the States? How did that really kind of shape your identity? You were maturing, you were married, married to a white guy, (laughs) like going going to Italy. Like, what did that do in the kind of milestone in your journey? That was nuts. So we survived the wedding, which was an ordeal in it of its, yeah, right, of itself, because, you know, we're not only, you know, interrace, we're interfaith marriage, too. So there was that whole gambit, because I'm Jewish, and he's Catholic, and how did, you know, my Bubby and Zadie would be rolling in no. their graves, because <laughs> they survived, yeah, no, gosh, yeah. Bubby's she didn't survive the Holocaust <laughs> for, you know, for you to marry a German Catholic man. How dare I? You know, just there. So there's all this guilt. And then God forbid we got married on the beach and had a non-kosher wedding. There was shellfish. How could I? Oh my goodness. How are you? How do you sleep now? I mean, honestly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Great. Knowing that I'm going to cook some bacon in the morning. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. How did it shape me as. I don't know how I survived, honestly. Mm. The further you went on in your journey of your racial identity, you actually started experiencing more racism because it went. Oh. It was such an interesting parallel, I think, when we first met because you were kind of on that cups of really not just discovery, but also acceptance mm-hmm. as well. And I think. I found there's these moments to where I think you had more experiences. I think you were seeing of that hostility and that those microaggressions and those biases. I think I thought that was such an interesting line of travel. The more you accepted it and the more you found out about it, the truth and finding more family members and that you start having more of these experiences. I thought they, they kind of ran like this and kind of come into the head. So yeah, well, you don't really notice microaggressions, right? Until like someone points it out you Mm -hmm. that that's what racism is and that's what you're experiencing and that it's not okay and it's 
yeah, I guess once you accept the fact that you are brown, when you are like that people are seeing you for the stereotypes and for not the person that you actually are, but for all the horrible things that they've heard about people who look like me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I think living in so in our t- tiny town in England was interesting because I looked like a lot of the Portuguese that lived there and the British were not all tended to be racist towards the Eastern Europeans and towards the Portuguese. So I would, it wouldn't be until I opened my mouth and they realized I was American Mm. that they would stop following me around the store. Like, Oh, she poses less of a threat. She's, you know, she's just a a dumb American versus (laughs) one of these Eastern Europeans or one of these Portuguese who are over here stealing our jobs. But that's, and that's the racism I experienced over there. Now over here, it's a whole different ball game because I live in the South now and this is something that I am not at all used to. Like I said, I grew up in Chicago. I went to school in Ohio and now I live in Southern Oklahoma, 20 minutes from the Texas border. Mm. This is crazy. Mm, this is, that is nuts. I'm a Jewish girl from Chicago. I'm not, I was not prepared for this small town living. That goes to show how our experience as mixed race people is not a monolith, not only because of our mix and where we come from, but also where we're living at the moment. Because I think different places, you have different experiences. But I, I think let's let's talk about our, our final thoughts. Um, overall, did we like the documentary? Would we recommend it? If so, who would we recommend it to? Uh, let's see. I I liked it. I wanted it to go more in depth a little bit, especially like I really wanted mm. to hear about the, the, the father. I also wanted to hear about, so she kind of, I mean, for not to steal this terminology, came out. Um, but I want mm-hmm. to talk a little bit more, like, what did that mean with her relationship with her parents? But also for herself, the the documentary spoiler, but not she marries a, a black man. But what did that look like in that in that journey and her self acceptance? You know, she did talk about growing up that she would listen to the music and she was reading a lot of books, which I think is great. That's fantastic. But I felt like between college and where she was getting married, there was just a huge, huge jump. So. I liked it. I wanted more. Of course, I always want more. And I think, yeah, it's, I think anyone who's really struggling with identity, which I mean, if you're a unicorn, welcome. The struggle is real. (laughs) But what I really like is that it really helps with perception. There was one line in there that I thought was so poignant when she kind of finally came out and the truth was revealed and she was hanging out with people of color. She's like her, her dark skin became light skin. Her curly frizzy hair became good hair and there was something so remarkable about that of just in a statement and an acceptance and acknowledgement so much of how she perceived herself and how others perceived her changed and I think that's something we will always continually be and that's why identity is a journey and that's why it's constantly evolving and changing so I think if you're in need of that or support yeah watch it it's an hour out of your life do it for all 
<laughs> for all, I definitely would suggest it to anyone anyone who's been adopted into the Jewish faith. Mm. <laughs> uh, because I know there's a lot of us. I, I can think of a couple other Jewish kids that I grew up with who are of color. There's the Asian girl that I grew up with. And then, you know, there was the Ethiopian Jew and, and the Brazilian Jews. And, and there were all, there's, there's so many different kinds of Jews. But especially if you've been adopted into a predominantly white Jewish family. Hey, this is the perfect movie. You will understand. You will feel so validated. Mm. Your struggle is is not, you are not alone, my friend. Mm. I don't know. I think overall it was just, it was a good watch. I agree that I wish there were moments that were more in depth. I would have loved to even hear more about the moments of her finding her place within a group of people of color, black people um, in college. So I would have loved to hear like that because I feel like she made it sound yeah. so simple, but I don't know if it, it is that simple, but maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> and we heard a lot from the mother and we heard a little bit from the father, but it was, it was clear that he was oh. going on his own journey. And I know the movie was really about her but I would have loved to hear more from from Lacey's father and his journey with all yeah. of this because it was a huge thing and it seemed like he was still really struggling with it. And instead of acknowledging his struggle, she was just like, why don't you just accept me? Why are you being so defensive? So I would have loved to see a little more more of that because I think a lot of understanding could be had by understanding like her acceptance and like those around her and what their journey is like because for me it's easy to see her story but it's harder for me to understand everyone else around her <laughs> um, and what that means for her story you know um, just that that whole family though the, the lies, oh, the lack girl. of communication. Robert, it was rough. Robert, the dad, he was not painted <laughs> no. well. I, I think I think he was painted very dismissive. I think there was a line of just like that he was talking about his life was too stressful, couldn't talk about it, and even his response of surprise, surprise. Oh, you know, that rubbed I, me I, the wrong way. It, it did. It was so oh. raw, but you can tell that was like years of just, but that's why I think Danny's so right. We needed to hear him because as he mentioned, his ex-wife never vocally has admitted that was, and his wife, Peggy, Peggy girl, girl, Peggy. She said, if I had an affair with someone white, this, none of this would be happening. Oh. <sighs> yeah. The Peggy, Jewish that guilt. Was <laughs> oh you know my mama would have said something just like that because girl that's crazy but that's what i'm talking about with the perception if she actually had had an affair with someone how her relationship with her father had been different and how would the marriage have withstand so saying and seeing him knowing how much race plays into the car but obviously still loving her and wanting a relationship it was just i wanted to know more about him for once i wanted to know more about the white jewish guy here on biracial yeah, no same same <laughs> fuck it <laughs> because well because i feel like so much of her discussion around it was about her race but i don't think that was like clearly it's a factor mm -hmm. in it but i think it's it's the betrayal and the lack of communication. It's so much and, more. Yeah, having that all pent up for decades is like how <laughs> you can't just like turn that off. I know. Oof. 
Oh, or even Peggy saying, what did she say? I even wrote it down because I was like, she was, oh, she was, expe- oh, she was programmed to marry him. Yeah. She was programmed to marry her husband in the first place. And obviously been already knowing this guy, Robert, the real daddy for a while. I was programmed to marry him. I'm like, can we just get a story on the oh, parents? Rodney. Isn't it Rodney? Rodney. Rodney. Oh, is it Rodney? Rodney, oh, Rodney, is, Rodney is her biological. Yeah, Rodney. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. And then saying that race had nothing to do with her not having relationship with me. Maybe I, maybe, I mean, she can be sexually free. Uh, I, I mean, we've all seen the marvelous uh, Mrs. Maisel though, that I've, you know, <laughs> though, I'm telling you coming, coming. She said, I come from a long line of New York Jews coming from a long line of Chicago Jews and seeing her parents wedding photos those are my parents wedding photos and you know you know Mm. jews were set up to only marry jews we we had an entire religion uh, and and a culture of people to replenish 100 yeah she was programmed to marry another jewish man i don't yeah she's you're not she's not wrong Mm. yeah so i mean I don't want to get too deep in the judgment of Peggy, uh, but I think I think that there is some truth to that. But yeah. then later she she goes and says, you know, like we had a good partnership and we had good conversations mm-hmm. and like we had this and this and this. So I I felt like how much of that saying you were programmed was just an excuse, mm. um, justification, but. I don't, we I don't, don't know. We don't, we don't know. know Peggy, but I, <laughs> we yeah. don't know. So I think I, I liked it. I wanted more. And yeah, I would suggest it. Yeah. Cool. Any final thoughts or should we move into happy place? Are you happy, happy place? place? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guest mm-hmm. jesse would you like to go first would you like to go second would you like um, to go third I, it's up to you i want to go second let's do a jesse sandwich my, excellent my favorite i'll be right we're powered over here <laughs> you had that way too ready daddy <laughs> you have thought about what kind of bread you are <laughs> But I was, I'm a marbled rye. <laughs> I'm sourdough with black sesame seeds. You are totally that bread. Jesse, what kind of bread? Are you a challah bread? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that racist? Rate it in, D'Amica. <laughs> Don't embarrass us in front of a guest. Oh, oh, if only. <laughs> But now I really okay. I'm get. I'll, I'll go first, but I want you to think about what kind of bread you are because I'm legitimately. Oh, I'm a pumpkin loaf. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My day is complete. I don't even need to do it's this not show. Really anymore. a like, bread, I'm... but it's a bread shape. It's cakey. It's moist. It's a dessert. Spicy. It's, yeah, it's everything you want. It's perfect. It's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a dessert. Uh, <laughs> outside of finding out what kind of bread the people I love are and which is now my new obsession. Uh there's a digital little Pixar short on Disney and it's called Us Again and I think it's really on brand. It's so cute. Uh it has like this um 
mixed race couple and this is beautiful dark skinned woman and an Asian guy, which you hardly ever see mixed race couple where both people are different races and it's just about them being older and they it's a whole it's a whole world where everyone dances it's the whole thing people walking down the street it's jazzy and dance and they're an older couple and i guess he just can't move like he used to and the wife really wants it this is no dialogue this is all to music and dancing and she wants him to come and enjoy life and he's like no mm. And then this rain comes and the rain as the water hits you preserves their youth and he can dance again. They go out and they, it's so beautifully done and they're dancing in the street and they're beautiful mixed love. And, but the rain starts to fade away and he starts chasing this rain and he's chasing it and it finally leaves. And he's just realized that he's missing youth, but she wants to spend. The, their life, the remainder of life with each other. She just wants to enjoy the age that they are now. And what's just so beautiful. It's, corny and gorgeous and melanated and it's just it takes a lot of boxes it's like six minutes of joy that's so nice so it is it's really really nice so what is it called again us again us again, us again. it's 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 totally worth like uh, and like i said it's just the rain and the animation and this it's just and i love i love where pixar is going in depicting people of color i think they're that cusp of really getting it right and that it, that's exciting to see yes yay. yay so to the meat of our um, so i'm just can i do, okay i'm just really looking forward to something my i have someone visiting me for over my birthday and i'm so excited to see my friend ashlyn she's coming from alaska and i from alaska from alaska and I, I, I am so excited to nerd out and be weird 100% with one of my best friends. Oh. And I'm, I'm just so, I'm so excited oh. to see her. I'm so excited to hug my friend. It's been far too long. Oh my goodness. I'm really, I'm, this is what, yeah. Yeah. That's oh. my, I just can't wait to see my friend. That's so and nice. and like so and we okay and I've got something really special planned because it was her birthday and it's my birthday and I'm like taking her to do something like super special that like is meaningful for like her and I'm just like so excited to like do something special for her. I'm just so excited to see my friend. Oh, that is so sweet. How long has it been? Oh, not I mean since August of last year because and then before that it was. The October she she moved the day after well not November before she moved the day after Thanksgiving of twenty nineteen mm. and then we saw each other September twenty twenty and now so like like a, roughly a year in between each other but yay yay military worldwide friendship <laughs> we'll take what we can get when we can get when it when right? we can get it but <laughs> yeah so that's my like happy place yay oh Danny. Danny my happy place is very close to yours actually Jesse in that I was able to see one of my dearest friends this past weekend yes um, and I 
uh, she was visiting her family. She lives on in South Carolina, and she oh, was wow. visiting her family in Colorado. So I drove up to Colorado <laughs> to see her, and I hadn't seen her in almost four years. Oh, wow. So it was really exciting to see her and her wife, who I also adore, and uh, their two-year-old, who I'd only oh, seen on <laughs> Zoom. So yeah, it was amazing. Wow. And I just, she's one of my dearest. And we just had such a great time and laughed and laughed. I like, I don't remember the last time I laughed that hard. So it was just, it was just really great. And I, yes. uh, for work, will be seeing her in at the end of September. So I'm like, to be able to see her for just like such a short amount of time would have been like so sad. But I know I have like a whole week with her (laughs) pretty soon. So I love that. Yeah, my heart. I, I love that people are so excited to see people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've all been on our houses for Mm -hmm. who knows how long. Exactly. For mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but very weird to see people for me at least. Oh I'm yeah. Like, and I, I was around her, like her whole family, and we were like a huge amount of people, like all outside, like eating pizza, and I was just like, this is a lot of people. Oh, girl, <laughs> I've have my my family came in yesterday, so I have normally the three of us. There's eight people in my house, and we were like coming from the airport. Everyone was still wearing their masks. I'm like we are all vaccinated. We can take off our masks. And it was like, it was just very like you first you do. It was a very odd thing to kind of unmask and be able to like, it's all, it's okay. Like we're safe. Everything's fine. It is. It's a mind job. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a mind job. Yeah. Yeah. How loud is it for you right now? <laughs> having eight people versus Girl, it's, three. It's more hot. It's more hot than loud. It's just everyone's oh, mouth breathing right now. Um, it's actually, it's actually, <laughs> my, stop right now. It's actually, it's not nearly as bad. They are early. I'm a morning person, but they are early morning person. Like I said, I didn't get to bed till crazy late. And so when I heard people shuffle, I was like, oh, that's right. What is wrong with these people? So. <laughs> Well, and also, also the time zone changed yeah. too. So it's so. like they're early, plus their internal clock is earlier. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's that. But yeah, it's it's so great. I'm hearing so many stories of people were like just bawling at airports or driving. Like I would have never thought about making this drive before, but now the drive, despite the, you know, after COVID, does not seem that bad anymore. And I I love that. Oh, oh yeah, I love that. yeah, I love it. It's a real homeward bound situation all around. <laughs> and I'm we're all definitely sassy. <laughs> yes. Always. No, so what's the is it not chance? What's the other one? The one who's not Michael J. Fox or Sally Field? Oh, um yeah. Chance and uh, Dang, we're gonna have to look Dang. I, I am I'm I'm looking it up. I know. I'm looking it up. Sorry. Because I feel like, yeah, I could be sassy, Shadow. but I know I'm one of these other Shadow. dogs. That's right. How yeah. could I forget Shadow? Shadow? Okay. Do you think you're, you're a yeah, Shadow, Yeah, no, I'm definitely Jessie? more chance. No, no, I'm definitely a chance. For <laughs> sure, the, a chance. Oh, does I'm that make me Shadow card. in this threesome, then? <laughs> I don't know. Am I more Shadow than you, Tamika? I don't. I don't 
know. Who's more? I think Shadow is like very no nonsense. I guess you're a little bit more no nonsense than me. I don't I'm know. like a sarcastic Shadow. Yeah. If yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that sarcastic Shadow. That's a great <laughs> <Done>. band name. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Jesse. Yes, it was so welcome. good. Thanks for having to just hear me. just a little bit of your story, and I, I'm glad that the documentary was so resonant for you. Oh my god! Yeah, it was just knowing, just seeing someone my age, even like just knowing that there's someone else out there. It's so comforting. I'll probably be watching it oh, over I'm and over so, again. That's so why glad. representation matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm yes. so, so glad. Oh, that makes my, my heart feel so good that no one should feel like they're alone. Yeah. Lacey girl. <laughs> yeah, right. At Find Lacey. me. Slide into my DMs. <laughs> um, yes. So before before we, we go, though, do you have anything that you would like to promote? I mean, yeah, I guess. So I'm um, I'm a photographer. I don't I've worked with oh. you guys before. Oh, the fans know. Um, and we, <laughs> that, <laughs> so I'm at So Smith Photography on Facebook and Insta. Um, I'm not I'm still new to Oklahoma, so I don't really have any clients here yet yet to being that operative word but i do uh i do travel so and i have my covid vaccine i am like good to go i'm got my vaccine i'm vaxxed i'm not waxed but i'm ready to go so but that doesn't matter for photography yeah it does not matter. matter. Uh, all right. So Oklahoma fam. Yes. Make sure you hit her up and mm-hmm. anyone who is interested in bringing her out. Do it. You will not regret yeah. births, families, weddings. If you want a moment captured, if you want a moment captured, call call your girl. Yeah. I got you. I got all the moments. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up, shall we? Mm-hmm. So you can follow us all the usual ways. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Biracial Unicorns. We're on Twitter at Biracial Magic. We always love to hear from you and your thoughts about the show. So if you have any thoughts about this week's documentary, about Jessie and how wonderful she is, be sure and let us know. Any praise for Jessie will pass her way. You can also email us, biracialunicorns at gmail.com. Excellent. As we would not be who we are without help, and we want to thank Dolly Pop Art for making our very iconic Biracial Unicorn art. We also want to thank Joseph Scott for our amazing intro-outro music. And we get to thank in person today, Jesse Smith from So Smith Photography. And all the lovely work she did, go follow her at So Smith Photography on Instagram. You will not be disappointed. And please, 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 while you're in the neighborhood, drop us a review. It is really helpful for us for you to give us the highest ranking on whatever platform you're on and write us something, you know, that you're really enjoying about the show. Word of mouth and algorithms are our are, are best friend here. So we really appreciate you taking that time to do so. And yeah, please, please we'd love to pass on nothing but positive things over to Jesse. Yes. And so we will be back next week with a mini-sode and in two weeks with something a little bit different. Uh, tune yeah. in next week to hear hear more about that or just try, tune in in two weeks to hear that. Exactly. And um, tell me what kind of bread you are. Mm. I'm, I'm, in, I'm into it. Or if you want to do some fan art where you draw us as our breads, that would be cool too. <laughs>
I'm just going to put that out there into the world. I'm just going to secret that. Into Both existence. of our birthdays are in summer. So that's if we true. could just get That's a summer summer gift <laughs> to us. Perfect. I know I haven't done wall art yet, so I need that. Perfect. Yep. All right, y'all. We'll be back soon. Peace. Out. <laughs>